Hello, welcome to another episode of Stuttering is Cool. I'm Danny, your host with the most. Yeah, I know, cheesy, cheesy, cheesy. Taking a walk, a nice triumphant walk in the park <laughs> on this cold fall day. Yeah, winter's coming and you'll probably hear a lot of wind, so my apologies. Maybe I should walk against, like with my back against the wind, so... To minimize how much wind noise we will hear, you will hear. Triumphant walk. Why am I having a triumphant walk on this episode of Stuttering is Cool? For those who may not know, <laughs> excuse me, I <laughs> just hiccuped. Um, this podcast is all about letting yourself stutter with confidence, taking the baby steps that require that is required to. Um, um, you know, come to liberate yourself, to use a term from the BSA CEO, Norbert um, Liegfeld, I believe the proper pronunciation is, to liberate yourself from all the pressures and the social uh, negativity <laughs> that we get uh, from other people when we, you know, stutter our names, uh, when we're trying to ask people out for dates and make friends and get jobs and such you know because stuttering living with stuttering is very difficult now for me you're not going to hear me stutter that much on this on my podcast because when i speak by myself for example when i'm recording uh, an episode i don't stutter as much as i do when i'm speaking with other people I'm not sure why that is. I'm assuming it has to do with communication. So I am communicating to you right now. However, it's not the same, I guess. But I, can't, I have no scientific uh, papers to quote from or to reference to tell you this is the proof. So take that with a grain of salt. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> Just piecing together some stuttering science and facts that I've... Uh, piece together over the years since starting this podcast back in 2007 and writing a book about stuttering with with some comics that I drew and just to plug that because that's what this podcast is brought to you by Stuttering is Cool, the book, a guide to stuttering in a fast-talking world all my tips that I talked about since 2007 um, you know, dating and job interviews and, you know, building a thick skin, blah, blah, blah stutteringschool.com will have all the details on how to order your copy which is available in print form interactive print form on Etsy which is a kind of a strange place to sell a book Um, and also available in digital form on the Apple iTunes no Apple iBook store and and on Google Play and I also just one more thing created uh, started a comic book series of a stuttering fox. Frankie Banky, that's his name. Again, stutteringschool.com is a place to find all this information. Okay, that said, let's talk about what happened the last two weeks. Uh, this is the first topic. Second topic, um, I'll be interviewing um, a little girl. I believe she's nine years old. I don't have my show notes with me. Um, who is a dynamo when it comes to stuttering awareness. She also stutters. And uh, she recently created a poster and a presentation 
Ooh, here's a lot of wind. You're probably hearing a lot of wind right now. So, bad day to go walk, going for a victorious walk, which I still haven't explained what my victorious walk will be. That will come after. Uh, she made a poster to present um, in the early days of starting school this year to her classmates and such. So, we'll learn more about that and how that worked out for her. Uh, but first, but first, but first, this victorious walk. I got a job. I've been unemployed for a year and a couple of months. Uh, well, maybe 15 months. Very, very hard out there. Uh, it takes a lot of... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resilience. <laughs> uh, to stay positive. A lot of downtime. And... Uh, for N, no, if if you're wondering, hmm, I wonder if the stuttering ever gone the way. I don't think it ever has. And in fact, I think it might have helped me <laughs> in this particular job. Uh, the, the job I'm working for, I'm working uh, for a regulator. I'm working for a regulator for investments here in, Can in Canada. And uh, I'll, I'll be working on their website and uh, other aspects with with digital communication. So I'm thinking my work with this podcast, Stuttering is Cool and Stutter Social, which is the online community that I co-founded where we uh, host Google Plus Hangouts. Uh, so check that one out, stuttersocial.com. I'd love to see you come on. We have four hangouts a week as of this recording. And we also have an app, a text-based app, uh, to help keep in touch for those who may not be able to make it to our scheduled hangouts. So, that's what my victorious walk is. I needed to go for a walk. It's a great way to relieve stress. And it was a huge load off my back just to receive that, that job offer. I'll be also in charge of contents, which is an area in digital communications that I'm really passionate in. So, I'm excited. I, I really am excited. Um, for this position so yay and uh, speaking of jobs I started a LinkedIn I created a LinkedIn company page a starting school LinkedIn company page just do a search for it and it'll show up and um, I'm hoping for uh, maybe next month or the month after uh, to begin posting job related stuff like job search related networking uh, as as it pertains to living with stuttering uh, so there's that one and okay so back to topic number one uh, that I'd started to talk about <laughs> um, the last two weeks yeah uh, this Canadian Stuttering Association held its one-day event uh, conference great turnout a hundred people uh, and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Yes, full disclosure, I'm one of the co-organizers. <laughs> I'm on the board. Um, I did not speak this year uh, just because I was preparing for a presentation for what happened the week pre the weekend previously at another starring conference. I'll get to that right after I talk about the CSA. And there are some great sessions. First one was, uh, was a panel, a series of presentations from people Speaking of careers and stirring, sharing their experiences with how they dealt with, for example, the first person who spoke, if I remember correctly, um, or at least one of the people was a researcher. Um, 
I'm, I, I think he's a researcher in environmental ecology, ecological technology, something like that. And so he talked about his experiences and his advice in giving presentations and how to give presentations. And um, shoot, for the life of me, I don't remember what he said. You know, I live tweeted it on the CSA account. If you look for CSA stuttering on Twitter or the hashtag CSANTO, C-S-A-I-N-T-O, you'll find all the <laughs> details. But uh, I think just one of them was, uh, yeah, uh, know who your audience is. Uh, know, know what their expectations are in terms of content and, um, you know, delivery style and such. Uh, so since he was an academic, you know you have to use academic terms, things like that. Um, and I believe he did mention that knowing, you know, that explained that he stutters, you know, keeping up with your uh, stuttering... Um, your speech tools, sorry, also helps, which you know it does. I mean, I know on this podcast, I tend to really focus on, uh, you know, don't worry about stuttering openly, you know, just do it, <laughs> you know, uh, create, create a thick skin, take the steps necessary to create that, you know, courage and, and getting used to you know, stirring openly, you know, great things do happen when that happens. It's it's a great feeling uh, to let go of all that fear. Uh, but at the same time, there are times when, you know, where, when, you, when one will find themselves wishing, I wish I could control myself, <laughs> my speech, uh, myself included. Like, for example, I've been taking improv classes and there are times that I, you know, wish I can uh, I, I kept up with that control, and which is something that I'm starting to do. I'm starting to practice again. Things like saying my name, for example, uh, for the first day of working <laughs> at my new job, I'll be meeting many people, uh, many, many new pe- people. I'll be speaking on, I'll be participating in committees, for example, so I'll have to introduce myself. So it would be great if I could say my name nice and fluent. It doesn't have to be perfect. Even if I just control myself, so even if I pronounce my name as Daniela or I say Danny, or usually I just go by Dan professionally, um, since my name has a unique spelling and it confuses everybody. <laughs> but uh, it's just to get that out out of the way. But I'd still, but I'd still tell them, yeah, I stutter, no big whoop, just just to let you know, you know, no big deal. Um, so that happened. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, we had a graphic designer who's, who was uh, named Lisa. She's the CSA's webmaster extraordinaire. And so she talked about how somebody at work, I think when she first started, uh, he kept making fun of her stuttering. Uh, no, I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing with her. Because um, she kind of like chuckled a bit as well. I guess because she's looking back now, she can laugh on it. And she was saying she's, uh, she spoke to him about it. You know, he, because she noticed that he was sort of avoiding her after <laughs> he did that. So she wanted to clear the air. And now they're very good friends. So she's very glad that she had done that. Um, see, Sam, unofficial co-host of Story School sometimes, he also spoke. He talked about um, all the, the bad stuff that happened. Um, to him on in the workplace and how he uh, how how it made him feel and what he learned from them 
you know, for example, one day the receptionist was, when he was working at a not-for-profit, a receptionist wasn't available to come into work, so they all had to pitch in and everybody has to work, uh, take turns on the phone, and he, and when it was his turn, uh, an angry donor was saying, I want to speak to anybody but you, because uh, he was staring a lot, which, not a pleasant experience. Uh, Starring does come with a lot of challenges, so there's a lot of extra stuff we got to deal with. As everybody else in the world, or someone with a wheelchair, or someone with, you know, what it, whatever it is, that's their challenge. But we only know stuttering, <laughs> so we got to figure out how to deal with stuttering. Are you able to hear the creak? That's uh, right in front of me, I'm not sure if the microphone's picking up. But if it is, there's a creek in front of me. Now you know. We had Stutter Jeopardy, a game. If I understood correctly, because I only was able to catch the last maybe 10 minutes. Um, just like the, the TV game show Jeopardy, you answer, you, answer, you answer questions in the form of a question. So you're given an answer. It doesn't really matter. It doesn't really matter how Jeopardy works. But it was a slight variation of the game where uh, they divided the room into two teams and you got to choose uh, categories and such and then you would, um, uh, as part of your team, you would tell a story related to that category. So whether it's like, you know, tell us about a story about about your stuttering in the workplace or your stuttering on a date or, uh, you know, a funny thing about your stuttering. So that was a lot of fun. An interesting, an interesting one was role-playing. Um, put on by my friend and um, SLP. She doesn't stutter, but boy, is she fantastic. Uh, Katie Gore. She even helped me a brainstorm for my Frankie Banky comics. Um, you're probably hearing sirens right now. <laughs> it's not me. I did not do anything. Um, yeah, the role-playing. So, uh, again, I wasn't able to m- make it for that one, but I guess each person was assigned a number. And they had, and they got a sheet of paper saying, "Here are different scenarios. Uh, one could be like, you know, you're ordering food at a drive-through. You know, you're the person that stutters. You know, here's here's this, here's what happens in the speaking situation. Look for person number two, and then you would role play. So that person number two is a person um, taking your order, or you'd be the person role playing, say the taker." the order taker and uh, the other person is being the one that stutters the order. Very, very interesting. I wish I had participated in that and I think I'll do that next time. Whether it's if I'm able to make it to the Atlanta conference of the NSA next July. Uh, hope, hope, hope I do because that's the international. It's combined with the International Stuttering Congress. You get to meet people from all over the world that stutter. That's going to be a party. I'm really looking forward to that one. Keeping my fingers crossed that I can make it. Um, Okay, what else was there? Uh, A stuttering research update. Very cool to hear from Luc de Denil, who um, I think I'm probably going to get his information incorrect, so I'm not going to say anything. But I think, but he, you know, was at U of T. Um, I guess he was ahead of it or organized it or made it happen. I don't know. Um, 
stuttering research uh, using brain imaging. Uh, and they had people that stutter, you know, stutter in the MRI as they took the image of the brain. And they had people who didn't stutter to fake stutter in the MRI. And they found the brain activity was the same in both. Blew my mind. I don't really know what that means, but it blew my mind. It just seemed interesting. And he also explained how, you know, the, the difficulty in conducting research in stuttering. You know, for example, there's a lot of noise when you're in an MRI, and that can scare kids. So when you, so like their research also included, or maybe it was a different research, um, that included kids who were, I think, was like 11, 12 years old. So that can be pretty scary. I mean, scary for even adults. <laughs> I'm with Mohammed Kamara, 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 who says, uh, yeah, you're overdue for, to, to me, says, I'm overdue to record him for my podcast. I think a couple of months, but you were one of my early, early interviews that I've done way back when. So what were we supposed to talk about again on my show? Uh... I'm not sure, neither, because you're the one who interviewed. <laughs> so Hold on, wait, let's stop here. Tell me. I gotta switch arms. We're actually bringing coffee back. <laughs> Big coffee cameos to Starbucks. You're supposed to get, yeah. tell me exactly the what we're supposed to do uh, with the topic. Well, I'll, I'll give you the answers. Okay, well, that puts me <laughs> awkward. Uh, let's see, let's see. Well, you travel for work. You yes. travel, you That's say, right. yeah, so what do you do? Uh, I'm an accountant, so I work for a mining company. And our company has different operations uh, around the globe, mostly in West Africa and South America. So mm-hmm. pretty much uh, every month I'm, uh, I travel. Like uh, wow. yesterday I just came back from uh, Quebec and tomorrow I'm heading uh, down to Africa. Wow. So it requires a lot of uh, traveling. It's not as sexy as uh, it, it sounds, but uh, it's good. And I'm sure there... No, 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 uh, the other one. And I'm sure there's a lot of uh, speaking situations. Uh, talking to stu- to flight attendants, to uh, when yeah. you walk in, customs, blah, blah, blah. And at work all the time as yeah. well. Do, f- uh, do you have to communicate in other languages when French you travel? And, and English, yeah, French and English all the time. Because ah. um, the headquarters is in Toronto. So Actually, let me go on this other side of you. You stay on my, on my right. You're blocking the. You stay on my right, so the microphone can pick up. Sorry, you were saying, and we're almost there. No, so English and French, uh, definitely yes. So uh, ah. uh, English mostly whenever I am here in Canada. I mean in Toronto or yeah. in, in South America. No, but, there's uh, no. French uh, in West Africa and, and Quebec. Yeah, thank you. Oops. Oops. Let's get out of the rain. Do you stutter when you speak? Um, well, I haven't heard you stutter, stutter in English, and that's your second language. But what about in French? Uh, I do stutter English and French, both. Oh. So uh, I do stutter. It depends on the, on the situation. Oh, okay. But uh, I do stutter. Yeah. That's why. Right. Thank you, yes. Thank you very much. I need to stop. <laughs> I have a feeling I was dripping coffee all over the place. <laughs> I 
one time, we um, yeah, <laughs> basically the most important thing is uh -huh. uh, really to accept who you are. I think that's uh, extremely important. I had a, uh, a long, long um, conversation about uh, with myself for the longest time, accept yeah. who you are. When you start to accept who you are, uh, you, you, you could be who you want to be, really. I don't know if it, that's clear. Yeah. But yeah. uh, stuttering is not the worst thing ever. Actually, it has a lot of good sides. You know, you you love people, you care about people, yeah. you, you 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 have empathy, and these are these are things that many people do not realize. But um, it's not the worst thing at all. It's yeah. it's open also opportunities, and you don't have to constantly hide yourself. If you yeah. accept your, yourself, you, you will stop hiding yourself. And, and the amount of energy you're gonna have after that, because you, the, the energy that you waste trying to hide who you are, is mm -hmm. just uh, unbelievable. It's so accept, accept yeah. who you are and put that energy in somewhere where you will be more positive, more constructive. But uh, we, have, we are smart people, we have ambitions, and we still have to get into that. And surround yourself with positive people who are going to give you positive words, and you, you will have to build on positive self-talk as well. This is extremely important. Accept who you are. My name is David O'Brien, and I'm here to experience the CSA conference. And I believe you're probably the one who came from the farthest away, the most farthest... I'm not, my brain isn't working. Uh, where are you from? I'm from San Francisco, California. San Francisco. So you left the beautiful warm weather to come to our rainy fall weather. So what are your thoughts of, the, of our one-day event? Um, I definitely did enjoy it. It's a lot cozy environment. The people are friendly. And I'm going to be coming back next year. Oh, nice. Nice. So you're going to do some uh, sightseeing? This is your first time here in Toronto, no? Yes, it is. Nice. I'm and going to be seeing the uh, falls ah, tomorrow. Ah, so you are going. So you are going there. Yeah. See, the, the thing about the falls, it is a full-day experience, but there's even Niagara Falls itself with all those museums and such, casino, if you're into that thing. And you can even uh, cross over back into the border <laughs> to Buffalo if you... No, I'm planning on staying on the Canada side. Okay, nice, nice. Okay, well, thank you very much. We're just on our way to the restaurant, and it's raining, and I don't want my uh, recording device, my phone, uh, to get wet. So, uh, a few visitors from the United States, or rather, attendees from the United States. That was cool. I got to see my friends, uh, some of my friends, and a few visitors from Quebec. Uh, some uh, nice francophones. Now, for those who may not know, Canada has two official languages. We have English and we have French, so we do have a francophone pop pop population. And in fact, they have a stuttering association called L'Association des Bègues du Canada, which literally translates to Canadian Stuttering Association. Um, if I understood correctly, I think the two formed, I think, either at the same time but separately. Um, so I was invited to speak at their conference, which was on October the 17th. Did I mention... I don't think I mentioned even the date of the CSA, just to give you some context. Uh, October 24th, both on a Saturday. So I said, yay, I'll do it. In French, yeah, out of my comfort zone. Very good thing to do stuff out of your comfort zone. I'll be talking about my improv classes. 
maybe next episode or the episode after. Um, and I know how to get by in French. I know how to get by. Um, I'm very rusty. <laughs> we learn French in school here in Canada. And in fact, we have French immersion. Now, when I was in school in the 80s, elementary school, in the 80s and high school, early 90s, we didn't, or at least my schools did, didn't have, have that. I think it's more widespread now in the province where I live in Ontario. I'm not sure about the rest of the country. And that's pretty much all the French speaking I've done since then. So I'm very rusty and I had meant to really brush up on my French skills like, you know, very intensively <laughs> so I can, you know, give my presentation at the ABC conference in Montreal, but also hang out with everybody, get to know um, others in the community, others who stutter in the country and in Montreal. Unfortunately, because of the job search and, you know, preparing for the presentation, um, well, mostly job search and then other stuff, working on my comic book and job search and job search and job search, I didn't really have the chance to uh, practice my French as much as I'd wanted to. So, until the train ride to Montreal. Now, Montreal is about, if I remember correctly, maybe 500 kilometers away from Toronto. So, it was, so, it's, so it's about a five-hour train ride uh, with stops. <laughs> and even then, I was so burnt out from everything. I just wanted to take a vacation. <laughs> so, I ended up reading. So I wrote everything else. I actually ran it through Google Translate to help me a bit. And I had a friend, uh, a native French speaker, to help me understand the terms. And so I practiced my speech, reading my speech. Um, did I stutter? Yes, a lot. <laughs> and I don't care because I was with great company. And even if I wasn't with great company, I mean, my speech was all about uh, the advice that I learned uh, or the stuttering coping tech mechanisms techniques that I've learned over the years and there are three of them with a bonus fourth um, you know have a sense of humor take steps out of your comfort zone regularly hang out with others who stutter so you feel less alone in your stuttering you know that there's other people in the world who stutter and you can share with them your experiences and they're the same experiences right you're no longer the only one that understands stuttering the only one in your immediate circle right um, and sense of humor you know life's too short to take things so seriously you know stuttering is serious is serious um, you know despite the name of my podcast right you know stuttering is a serious thing um, but be, you know hanging out with other stutterers makes it feel like you're part of this cool society it's cool secret society exclusive group of really awesome people who became such strong well awesome people inspired their stirring because when you overcome adversity you grow stronger we do need suffering in the in our lives in order to grow mature and become resilient and 
you know, learn and become the best people that we can be. And um, people who stutter, yeah, <laughs> they're amazing people. So that's why I always say hang out, meet as many people that stutter, especially the ones who are positive towards their stuttery because you can learn a lot from them. Um, they rub off on, on you and they become your support system. So as you take your baby steps out of your comfort zone, they'll be there with you, cheering you on and giving you a shoulder to cry on when things don't go wrong, which you know, they will, will go wrong, but that's how we grow. Next time, you know, you, you learn from it, and then next time you give it a try, you'll uh, succeed. And then you'll feel amazing, and then they'll be right there going, yes, all right, awesome. And the fourth was uh, create stuff online to share your experiences with others. That will look, because it's hard to meet other people who stutter in your immediate geographical area, whether they're hiding or stuttering too. <laughs> um, and they say, you know, 1% of the population stutters. So yeah, online is where you'll find everybody, like me. So that was fun. It was a lot of fun hearing stuttering in another language. It was really therapeutic. It was really, um, it was great to learn stuttering terminology in French. A lot of it was in English, <laughs> but still, uh, there were some uh, that there were some terms, you know, that were in French, and it was really cool. Oh wow! So that's what they call it. Desensibilisation. I think I already forgot. I was supposed to be for desensitization. Anywho, uh, then I took a bit of a walk around Montreal, downtown Montreal. Um, my favorite place is old Montreal buildings from as far back as. I think even 1600s. Very, very beautiful. I'm into weightlifting. I love lifting heavy things. So I got to check out Parc des Hommes Forts, which is literally translates to Park of Strong Men. Of the, of the Strong Men. And there's a statue to Louis Sayer, Sears. It's spelled C Y R. I don't know how to pronounce it. He's a famous strongman from the 1800s, so I'll be reading up on him. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had a chance to read up on him quite yet. But uh, very cool to go check out a statue <laughs> of him with a barbell. You know, I love the gym. I worked out this morning, came back, and then I got the call that I got the job. So, hence my victorious walk. <laughs> so, uh, there was that. And then, throughout the month of this month of October... Uh, we had the International Stuttering Awareness Day online conference uh, where I submitted a comic, a Frankie Banky comic. I'll have a link to it in the show notes. Um, so basically, it was, it was a comic that was really received well. Frankie Banky, I've mentioned him a few times, but I didn't mention that he's a stuttering fox. And uh, so he's having a fight with his girlfriend that she doesn't understand why he doesn't want to make a phone call. Uh... So it got received very well, and it was a lot of fun to draw. I think I'm going to spend a lot more time drawing. I haven't drawn in a while since all this. <laughs> uh, what's it called? Burnout from using the computer for a job search and ev everything else going on. A lot of m marketing work I had to do for my book, too. So, hence, 
Another reason why taking a walk. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna shush right now and let's get on with the next topic. Now I'm just cutting in here before I begin. I just want to let you. I just want. I just want to warn you. <laughs> <laughs> that accidentally um, I had left uh, the volume on my microphone too high no, and no matter what I did you'll hear me throughout the um, interview uh, making references to the microphone being too loud and no matter what I did it was always too loud so uh, I'll be checking into that seeing how I can fix this for future recordings well on with the interview well, hello welcome to stuttering is cool on my show <laughs> everyone has uh nervous looks on their face but don't worry this is all fine i'm speaking over skype with regina is your name pronounced regina or or regina it's regina okay the reason yes. i say regina because we have a city up here in canada the western part in the province called saskatchewan and it's called and we pronounce it regina i'm going well it should be regina i never heard someone so well, we're here. I'm here with Regina. Uh, Reg I see. I uh, yeah. said it. I said it again. It's the Canadian in me. Uh, Regina and her sweet daughter. Yeah, Natalie. She are what? Nine years old. I lost track. Ten. Ten. Oh my gosh, you're getting older. <laughs> Next thing you know, she'll be driving the car. Oh yes, <laughs> she will. <laughs> yeah, so the reason that I have um, Natalie on my show, beside the fact that she's a stuttering super, super, super star, um, actually, you know, I uh, should let you introduce yourself. Why Why uh, am I doing all of the talking? <laughs> Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes. I am Natalie England. Oh, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. Uh, Natalie England. Yeah. Uh, I'm in fourth grade. I made a stuttering poster. Yeah. In my class. And th and this was for your first day of school or the early days of school. Yeah. Ah, you know, I've always I've always read about um, kids doing that. They present stuttering to their class you know maybe the first day of school or but I've never um, I've never actually seen the posters before so uh, when I saw yours not because you know you've mentioned my name and you have Frankie Bingy on there but <laughs> I just thought hey this is a this is a perfect uh, subject to talk on my podcast so what made you make a poster um to tell kids that I stutter so they won't Question me, and they won't start to bully me. Mm. And has it worked so far? What yes. a cruel question! I just realized that right now. <laughs> that in case if it didn't, but great. So it works. So, um, so describe to me the poster. I mean, I already mentioned you have you know my name on there. Yay, <laughs> Frankie Banky. But remember, it was quite a colorful poster with lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. So now you're showing me through Skype video yep. just to describe to the audience because this is all audio. You have a picture of yourself. Very cool. Yeah, so I'll really shut up now and I'll let you do all the talking. Um, there's a lot of facts. Like, I don't stutter when I sing or, 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 or whisper. And... <laughs> 
I have please do and please don't and um, like please do what? What would you like people to do? Please do make eye contact with with me and I please don't is please don't finish my sentence and I have pictures of me. Here's me, and there's pictures of you. And, and size shirt that you won. And that's right. For challenging my status, and this Simon, I That was your note to Simon for his for his uh, challenge, yeah. his turn challenge. Actually, actually, you know what? I didn't even explain who Simon was. <laughs> uh, just a note to anyone who doesn't know: Simon Wash of my di my oh boy diary of diary of a stutterer dot com. Yeah, <laughs> and you had won a T shirt from a contest that he ran. That's those are the words on the T-shirt that you read. I can't really tell if it was your words because you have a caption written underneath the photo of yourself wearing the t the T-shirt. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the T-shirt I won by challenging myself when I started. Nice. I'm very curious. You have uh, you had previously mentioned um, uh, the challenge. Uh, you, I can see the writing. I challenge my. No, this is a challenge. No, I challenge my stutter by. <laughs> Would you like to read how you challenge your stutter? Yes. Uh -oh. I'm challenging my study by ra raising my hand at, at, at every day and talking in class. And then it says, study on I'm strong. And then hashtag challenge yourself. Nice. I used to be so afraid to raise my hand in class. <laughs> so I'm very, uh, I'm very, very prou proud of you that, 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 that you're challenging yourself to raise your hand every day in class and then it has like facts like people who stutter and I will be patient and then it's a lot of words <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say my special talent is studying <laughs> Christmas, I got this pillow that says "Study like a rock star." Very nice. Who yeah. who uh, gave gave you that for Christmas? Well, I did. Oh, uh, very nice. My mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Or a rock star. <clears throat> very cool. Um, Simon made you a badge. And then Simon, he made me a badge. Very cool. But I, I don't know how to work. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a very large badge. 
I guess to go with the t-shirt. For the rep, for the rep, very nice. Please be patient, Ice Daughter. Very nice. So, for any parents listening of kids, I mean, yeah, parents of kids who stutter, do you have any tips for them uh, for their kids to pass on? I'm not sure if kids are even listening to my podcast. I don't think kids your age listen to podcasts, so. <laughs> um, if someone. Bullies you when you stutter. I mean, it's not a big deal because that's you. You can't change that about you. And uh, I like that I stutter because it makes me. Um, it makes me. <laughs> okay how about this um tips on so i've mentioned before uh that when i was in school i was so afraid to raise my hand in class in fear of stuttering out loud and having everybody laugh and such so yeah do you have any tips for other kids about uh, um you know raising their hands in class um if you raise your hand and somebody laughs um i mean you just tell the teacher because they don't know what stuttering is. Mm -hmm. So they probably think you're doing that on purpose. If, oh, wow. If, if they don't know, then they want, they want to tell you, but they just don't uh, understand. I don't know. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any tips for making a poster? Doing the exact same thing you did, a poster and a presentation for your class. A poster really helped me because I, now I, I'm not worried when I raise my hand that um, people will laugh mm. because um, this is a really funny thing. I, 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 at the end of my my presentation, somebody was crying. Wow. <laughs> the teacher? No. <laughs> oh, wow. So Good I, job. <laughs> How come? Do you know why they're crying? Like they were just touched by it or just? I, I, I guess. I think so. Oh, wow. That's awesome. This, this pasta makes people cry. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, did you present the poster to anybody else other than your class? No. Would you like to? Be so cool. From the whole school. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool yeah, stuff. Cool. Yeah. So, what other things do you do besides stuttering? Because obviously, stuttering is just one thing that we do right that makes us unique there's tons of other stuff so from your poster i could see you're very artistic creative very colorful as well before we start recording you were we were talking about you taking hip-hop dance or you do hip-hop dancing anything else that you do 
to do flips at, uh, outside when it's not Wow. <laughs> Inside, I like to do handstands, flips, cut wheels. Oh, um, wow. Flips, like, 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 uh, uh, actual flips. I just got done doing some before we talked. <laughs> Holy Mac. See, I can't even do a flip. <laughs> So you're hoping to become uh, or or to get into gymnastics? Um, I've been in gymnastics. It, ah. it wasn't fun to me. So <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I, I like to do my own flips outside without telling people what, like, um, my gymnastics teacher telling us what to do. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like to do like flips whenever I want. Um, I, at night, I do flips at like on my a certain time. I go into my mom's dad's room. They're like, "Oh man, she's gonna let me flips." <laughs> <laughs> so you're big on flips. And I love to write stories. Ah. I wrote one. I gave one to my mom on Friday when I got back from school. Oh, cool. What was the story about? If you want to share. And if you I don't do want like to share, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was about lost um, in the woods. Ooh. It was about these four, four children going on a trip with their mom and dad to go camping. And they got lost. Um, like two days after they got to the campsite, and they found a dog. I did not get to finish it. Um, uh, and they found a dog. Um, they found two dogs, Hailey and Charlie. It was <laughs> our dogs. <laughs> nice. And, and they found their way back, like. A year later, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like two days later, yeah. um, somebody found them, and they they went back home with their dogs, and they named them Hailey and Charlie, <laughs> and then that was it. <laughs> Very nice. Are you ever? Are you are you ever going to do? Are going to draw comics? What comics? <laughs> uh, comics. Wait, Frankie Binky. <laughs> I've um I've drew a comic before ah. in a book. I I made up my own character. Nice. Like like you did with Banky Banky, but now I'm most called. I forgot what it was called. <laughs> I called it something. I just forgot. I did it a long time ago. Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So over to the mom. Hey. Oh, the mom. Hey. Hi. You must be so thrilled I to am. see Natalie so you know open and comfortable and you know taking yes. charge, making yes. flips and such. She definitely is. Um, she's a confident little girl. I mean, yeah. She has her good days and she has her bad days. Of course. Yeah, I, like, like, uh, uh, I just really want to shout out. Me too. <laughs> she's a talker. 
Me but too. But that doesn't, her stutter doesn't get her down. Nice. So, yes. But we've had a lot of um, support from, like, the stuttering community, mm. um, the Simon, the Diary of a Stutterer, um, you with your book. The power of social media can also be a good thing. Yeah. And she gets um, a good support system at her school and her teacher and her speech therapist. So we got a a, a nice cushion. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. uh, yeah, uh, Great stuff. So I guess so aside from those, I know this is going to sound like a dumb question, but I'm going to ask it and (laughs) and anyway, because I'm very bad at, uh, you know, interviewing (laughs) off of the cuff. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Advice for other parents. Um. At first, it was hard. We didn't even, I didn't know what stuttering was. So uh. I, I went to the doctor and talked to the teachers, and then they said that Natalie um, stuttered. And there was a lot of things that I did that I should go, I wish I didn't, um, trying to tell her to spit it out, mm. uh, trying to finish her sentences, sometimes being impatient, just wanting her to hurry up. But then after doing reading and research and getting online and getting in the community and some on Facebook and things like that, I learned the right way to mm-hmm. help my child and help Natalie and not rush her yeah. and just let her just stutter. And it's a learning experience for parents, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, yes. for the whole family, yeah. I mean, it's, it's every day. I mean, Natalie's stutter goes up and down. There are days where she doesn't stutter and we think, oh my goodness, she's grown out of it. <laughs> and then there are days that she stutters and it, it just goes up and down. Yeah. There's no trigger. We don't know what the trigger is. But, yeah, she... um. Or being in my favorite place. <laughs> but I would say just read all you can. Get involved with the, um, the National Stuttering Association. Get pamphlets and booklets and read yeah and and have a lot of support and talk to people who do stutter so yeah that really helped us as parents because we didn't know what it was yeah yeah it's a very mysterious (laughs) phenomenon just like you said right sometimes you stutter sometimes you don't Mm -hmm. sometimes you think you're gonna stutter yeah yeah exactly but i just feel like if, if the parents just educate themselves and learn as much as they can about stuttering and and also make it where it's 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 a good thing. It's not a bad thing. Not be ashamed. Natalie now she raises her hand in class and I wanna know that. <laughs> she's not oh. a, afraid. Um and if she does have a problem, she'll come to me. No, she, no, no, I'll go to my teacher. Well, she goes time. to her teacher and then, <laughs> and then course, she tells you. <laughs> goes to me. But Yeah, my teacher's the best. She's so and her school, again, they, they are just a good support system. Very and we nice. also, there are some teachers that never had a child that stuttered in her class. So I think it's also good for a parent to maybe print out some, some materials from the mm. National Stuttering Association from their website. And that's what I do um, with Natalie's teacher this year. I, I gave her some information to read about a child that stutters in her class. And then she got to get familiar with stuttering and how to deal with a child that does stutter in her class. And this was her first child that did stutter this year. So she appreciated that information. 
Yeah, especially since, uh, you know, chances are she'll have other students in the future. Yeah, so you're exactly. really paving the way. The two of you are really paving the way for, uh, you know, once the one stuttering awareness, helping other kids that stutter, etc. Exactly. I can't stop the <laughs> <laughs> It's my voice. It's so mellow. No. <laughs> Puts people to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> See, she's wanting to talk now. Look at this. Please, please do. Please do. I have a favorite page in this. Ah, in my book. All right. Which is your favorite page? See, I like it when my guests um, uh, voluntarily plug my uh, book. <laughs> <laughs> Staring is cool. Available. All the details. com. Just saying. Go ahead. <laughs> Which is your favorite page? You have, have to, to guess. guess. Hmm. It is a comic. It's one of the comics. Is it the one with the fart? Sorry, is it okay if I say that? <laughs> I'm sorry, I just realized it's not that one. Um, yeah, that comic actually, I wasn't sure if I should put it in. I thought, I don't know, some parents might not like it, but I put it in anyways. Um, um, hmm. Can I say a word from it? Yeah. As long as it's not the. <laughs> yeah. Or um, uh. Starbucks. Ah, the coffee shop one. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that one's my favorite one, too. You know why? Those are actually um, for a few reasons. Um, actually, I'm not sure if I wrote it in my book, but the comic, um, I actually drew the characters, the people in line, as friends of mine. They're friends of mine in real life, so they all uh, stutter. They're friends of mine. Um, we're all the uh, founders of uh, of Stutter Social. So the barista, uh, the person standing in line in front and behind Frankie Banky, with the exception of the angry customer that's like yelling <laughs> yes. at him because of his stuttering, and then. Uh, Why is that on top of her head? Which one? Show me on top of her head. Yeah, that mean one. There's something on top of her head. Oh, the um, kind of like a star almost. Um, it's uh, I'm not sure what the word is, but it's a technique <laughs> used in cartooning to denote um, um, they're just realizing something or um, they're going huh or but it also depends on the. Um, What's that called? The 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 look on their face. So if it's a happy, huh? Or if it's a sad, hmm? Or if it's a what? Um, it just me. It just denotes that uh, they're having this this thought that just came to them related to what's going on. So I guess um, I admit I don't remember what happens in that panel, but <laughs> I. But uh, she's probably just reacting to Frankie Banky's uh, severe, st severe stuttering there. And um, I've always wanted to um, reenact that comic in real life at <laughs> Starbucks. Sometimes I wish someone would complain in line so I could say, okay, I'll buy a Starbucks for everybody except that person. <laughs> yeah. So why is that one your fav fav favorite one? What? Why is it your favorite? Oh. Uh, um, because people have to turn him up. Oh, am I? It's probably me. Oh, 
Now I spoke too loud. <laughs> um, why is it your favorite? Because it's just really funny to me. <laughs> oh, okay. Because of the he he starts to um do it's the v way that you have <laughs> i'm not gonna say it for you <laughs> you know why because if i do then it's bad if i do because i have a because co- i have a podcast about stuttering where i say you know don't let people <laughs> finish your sentences so i can't finish anybody's sentences <laughs> voluntary stuttering yeah. there we go yeah that's that's I just really like that page because that because it's it just that that um it kind of reminds me uh, of my dad because he loves to drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> because my dad loves coffee. He he, uh. he um he always have to he. Uh, he always has to get his coffee every morning. Then he'll be cranky. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back, back, back in time of when I was. I'm on my victorious walk <laughs> through the park. Uh, I'm recording the first part and the second part at the same time, just to save myself some computer time. I chat, I'm chatting, so at this time, when you hear this, I have already chatted with Natalie and her mother, but at this time of me recording now, I will be speaking to them. So how's that for a mind bend? Anyway, (laughs) time shifting stuff. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation, and I know it's going to be a great conversation, so I hope you enjoyed our conversation. Uh, Let's see, let's see. Yeah, so I would like to hear from you. Uh, coolstutter at gmail.com is the email address to send me emails. Uh, I really have to read all the emails I get on the air. I really got to start printing them out so I can carry them with me when I go recording. So if you've written to me, I will read them in the next episode. <laughs> Sorry about that. And here comes the wind. This, this wind is changing direction everywhere I go. Um, yeah, kustargmail.com or yeah, just record. You can record with your smartphone. I think everyone has a smartphone now. Uh, just use your voice memo app, which is what I'm doing right now to record this. Yeah, that's the secret of stuttering is cool. And just email it to me. Don't worry about sound files. I have, I have a program I can convert stuff. So, and what? We'll say five minutes. Now, uh, going back to the conversation, the topic actually about the about me practicing my French. So I had asked the on um, uh, in the ABC uh, community. I said, "Hey, send me some French content, and I'll play it in my episode, and I'll try and see if I can understand it." So here's one. It's 15 minutes long, uh, and I have to admit. I don't understand <laughs> what Audrey is saying uh, because she speaks it so fast. I mean, it's her native language, so 
just like I speak English fast. So uh, for anyone who is interested in understanding what she says, uh, have a listen. If not, no worries. <laughs> you're, you're lost. Now, who is Audrey? Audrey is just one more thing and then I'll go. She is, I, I consider her my counterpart. She's a Quebecois female version of me. Um, she recently started up a blog called, uh, if I remember correctly, Advertising Stories and also a Twitter account. I'll have links in the show notes. And she's, yeah, she talks about advertising her stuttering. And I think she's really enjoying it a lot. Seems like she is. Uh, she recently wrote, uh, she also came to the CSA conference by train. And if I understood correctly, on her way back on the train, she was happily talking with everybody, talking about her stuttering, disclosing it. Exactly what I went through when I first started <laughs> uh, being all, you know, uh, open about my stuttering and liberated from all the fear and or and all that stuff. So a great, great feeling. So I'm glad that uh, there's someone in the francophone world doing that. Uh, hence my fourth tip for my presentation: create stuff online. You don't know how many people you will end up touching and um, uh, changing their lives for the better. Well, take it away, Audrey. Alors, euh, bonjour. Je vous présente aujourd'hui ma première capsule en français sur euh, le podcast Stuttering is Cool de Daniela Rossi. Euh, je me présente. Euh, mon nom, c'est Audrey. Euh, J'habite à Montréal, au Canada. Et euh, j'ai envie de vous parler aujourd'hui euh, de 10 mythes. Euh, concernant euh, le, le bégaiement, euh, parce que je, je me suis aperçue euh, que, le, que le bégaiement était euh, très euh, mal connu et il euh, y a beaucoup de mythes qui sont perpétués encore euh, à ce sujet. Et euh, c'est là-dessus que portera ma première euh, capsule. Donc, sans plus tarder, euh, j'y J'y vais avec euh, le, le premier mythe. Dans le fond, je vais faire un, un, un décompte de 10 mythes. Okay. Le premier mythe, euh, le bégaiement est causé par la timidité. Ça, c'est un mythe qui a la couine dure. Il euh, y a beaucoup de monde qui croit encore ça, alors que, en tant que personne bègue, euh, J'aurais tendance plutôt à dire qu'il n'y euh, a pas vraiment de corrélation entre le bégaiement et la timidité. Euh, ça dépend vraiment de chaque personne. Il euh, y a des personnes qui bégaient qui sont timides et d'autres qui ne le sont pas. Donc, c'est vraiment du cas par cas. Ensuite, le mythe numéro 2. Euh, le bégaiement est causé par un événement traumatisant qui a eu lieu durant l'enfance. Par exemple, la naissance d'un frère ou d'une soeur, euh, le, le déménagement ou le changement d'école. Pour ma part, je, je repense à mon enfance heureuse dans les années 90, à l'époque où la salopette et le tamagotchi étaient à la mode, et j'essaye de trouver un... Un événement qui, qui aurait pu me causer un choc émotif, mais je trouve rien. 
Et d'ailleurs, j'essaie je, je, de, me, de me visualiser un peu de, de quelle façon un choc émotif pourrait causer un, un bégaiement. Est-ce que, par exemple, dans, dans le cas du plus vieux, dans une famille, quand la mère dit à son plus vieux « Je suis enceinte, tu vas avoir un petit frère ou une petite sœur! » Alors là, il y a une réaction de panique euh, qui se qui se crée euh, chez euh, le, le futur euh, grand frère ou la future euh, grande sœur et là, pouf, comme par miracle, euh, cet enfant devient bègue. Franchement, j'ai des doutes. Des sérieux doutes. Mythe numéro 3. Lorsqu'on chante, on ne bégait pas. Ce n'est pas un mythe, c'est la réalité. Euh, Probablement parce que quand on chante, euh, c'est avec un rythme qui est prédéfini. Sauf que euh, dans, dans le cadre de cette capsule, euh, je vous épargne de mes talents de chanteuse. Peut-être pour une prochaine fois. Mythe numéro 4. Une personne qui ne bégait pas et qui dit « Ah, oh, tout le monde bégait ». Par exemple, quand je suis fatiguée, quand je suis stressée, je bafouille et puis je cherche mes, mes mots. Euh, ça, en fait, je crois, je crois que ça vient d'une méconnaissance du, du bégaiement chez les personnes qui ne bégaient pas. Euh, il faut, dans le fond, faire la, la distinction entre deux catégories de personnes. Il y a 1% de la population adulte qui bégait, donc... 99% qui ne bégayaient pas. Dans les 99% de la population qui ne bégayaient pas, euh, effectivement, ça peut arriver que ces personnes-là euh, bafouillent ou cherchent leurs mots. Par exemple, quand ils vont parler dans une langue étrangère ou euh, quand ils sont nerveuses ou quand ils vont euh, parler devant des, des groupes. Sauf que c'est pas du bégaiement. Alors que le 1% de la population qui bégait, dans le fond, c'est plus un problème chronique. C'est pas juste causé par une situation euh, temporaire de nervosité ou de timidité. C'est chronique. Euh, par exemple, dans le 1% de la population qui, qui bégait, euh, ces personnes-là vont... Par exemple, avoir de la difficulté à prononcer leur propre nom ou à passer une commande dans un, dans un restaurant ou, par exemple, euh, euh, toujours dans le, dans le cas de la commande au restaurant, euh, ils peuvent parfois s'empêcher euh, de, de commander euh, ce qu'ils veulent euh, parce qu'ils ont peur euh, de de bégayer euh, sur tel ou tel mot. Par exemple, ils peuvent dire euh, « Je veux du poulet » au lieu de euh, « euh, Je veux euh, du spaghetti euh, » <rire> parce qu'ils euh, peuvent avoir peur du S de spaghetti, par exemple. Euh, donc, mythe numéro 5. Euh, les personnes qui bégaient ont de la difficulté à dire leur, leur propre nom. Ce n'est pas un mythe, c'est la réalité. Euh, dans, dans le fond, ce qui pourrait peut-être expliquer ça, c'est euh, 
le fait que, euh, que, que notre prénom est difficile à changer, euh, c'est plusieurs euh, démarches de, de changer de prénom. Euh, alors, c'est ça, la part de la, de, de la présentation, euh, de, de s'annoncer, de dire son propre nom, euh, c'est une situation qui est, qui est souvent stressante ou difficile chez les personnes qui bégaient. Euh, par exemple, euh, euh, ça peut arriver que, 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 que certaines personnes qui bégaient, à la place de dire « je m'appelle et, 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 et Inili », euh, disent je m'appelle Thérèse euh, parce que le T de Thérèse euh, va être plus facile à dire que le E E E Inili. Dans mon cas, euh, j'ai jamais pensé à changer de prénom ou à, ou à me présenter sous un autre euh, prénom, mais euh, j'ai quand même eu parfois de la difficulté à dire euh, mon propre nom aussi. Euh, Petite parenthèse sur, sur ce thème-là, quand j'ai été euh, au colloque de la National Stuttering Association à Baltimore euh, cet été, euh, je me suis promenée avec une cocarde où, à la place d'écrire mon, mon vrai nom, euh, j'avais tourné ma carte et j'avais écrit « What's my name? If you want to know it, just talk to me. » Dans le fond, parce que euh, je voulais me présenter au plus euh, de personnes euh, possibles et on était dans un contexte qui était favorable à ça. Euh, ensuite, mythe numéro 6, euh, le bégaiement est de la faute des parents ou de la famille. Il y a une composante génétique selon certaines théories sur le, le bégaiement, mais j'aimerais vraiment ça dire aux parents ou aux familles qui m'écoutent en ce moment, arrêtez de vous culpabiliser, parce que le bégaiement n'est pas de votre faute. Cependant, il y a certaines attitudes que les, que, que les parents peuvent adopter et qui peuvent fa faciliter la communication avec leurs enfants. Euh, par exemple, euh, des... des d'éviter de vous concentrer trop sur le, le bégaiement de votre enfant ou de vous inquiéter euh, euh, beaucoup sur ça. Ça peut être des, des, des attitudes qui sont nuisibles ou stressantes pour euh, votre enfant. Euh, et, et, et aussi de, de laisser à votre enfant euh, le temps de, de communiquer aussi euh, de ne pas euh, freiner les, les tentatives de communication avec euh, votre, votre enfant, euh, ça peut être une attitude qui peut être très aidante. <rire> euh, après ça, pour, pour les quatre derniers mythes, euh, j'y vais un peu dans, dans la catégorie un peu plus... Euh, olé, olé! <rire> euh, donc, mythe numéro 7. On peut éliminer euh, le bégaiement avec un régime alimentaire précis. Avec ça, je fais référence euh, à un vidéo que j'ai vu euh, récemment sur, sur YouTube. Euh, C'est un jeune homme 
qui, euh, pour se, se débarrasser de son bégaiement, s'est euh, concocté un petit déjeuner, disons, non traditionnel. C'était un petit déjeuner anti-bégaiement. Et le petit déjeuner en question, euh, c'était pas euh, des omelettes, euh, des crêpes ou des fruits. Non. C'était du chocolat, du thé et une infusion d'ail. Je classe ça dans la, dans la catégorie « Ne jamais essayer ça à la maison ». C'est des recettes de grand-mère qui n'ont aucune prétention euh, scientifique. Et d'ailleurs, euh, le livre des recettes miracles anti-bégaiement n'est pas disponible dans les librairies, ni d'ailleurs dans les magasins à grande surface. Ensuite, mythe numéro 8, on peut arrêter de bégayer en changeant de latéralité. Ça, je fais référence à certaines personnes qui, dans une autre époque, euh, étaient gauchères et euh, ont, ont été forcées de, de se convertir en, en droitier, euh, dans le fond, pour être fidèles à certaines croyances religieuses euh, de, de l'ancien temps. Euh, et paraît-il que certaines de ces personnes-là, qui sont des gauchères euh, contrariées, euh, sont devenu bègue suite euh, à ça. Euh, je parle de tout récemment, donc en 2015, dans un forum sur le, le bégaiement, euh, je, je lisais certaines euh, hypothèses ou, ou, ou certains questionnements de personnes bègues qui se, qui se demandaient si je, je changeais de, de, de latéralité donc, si euh, je suis droitier et je me convertis en gaucher, ou si euh, je suis gaucher ou je, ou je me convertis en droitier, est-ce que ça peut faire euh, arrêter mon, mon bégaiement? Je suis en grande réflexion. Est-ce que j'ai vraiment envie de m'infliger un accident d'auto en tentant de conduire avec ma main gauche? Est-ce que j'ai vraiment envie de me salir en, en, en mangeant de ma main gauche? Est-ce que j'ai vraiment envie de prendre trois minutes pour écrire mon prénom à la place de 30 secondes? Euh, je pense que je vais rester droitière en fin de compte. Ne gêner, essayez ça à la maison, encore une fois. Et tant pis pour la fluidité, je reste droitière. Euh, ensuite, mythe numéro 9. Il existe des chirurgies de la langue pour éradiquer le bégaiement. Vous avez peut-être déjà entendu, encore une fois, toujours dans, dans, dans la catégorie mythe, mythe d'un autre temps, euh, d'une chirurgie qui consiste à couper euh, le filet de la langue, donc euh, la petite membrane qui est en dessous euh, de, la, de la langue, pour faire euh, éradiquer euh, le bégaiement. Je ne sais pas si c'est une pratique qui avait lieu au, au, au Moyen-Âge ou euh, quelques siècles auparavant, mais je n'ai qu'une chose à dire encore une fois, ça c'est rendu vraiment ma devise, ne jamais Essayez ça à la maison! Non, 
Honnêtement, je suis pas assez masochiste pour aller me couper la langue dans l'espoir de faire euh, contrôler mon bégaiement. Donc, euh, aussi, il faut préciser que la médecine évolue, la technologie évolue, et donc l'être humain doit évoluer. Ensuite, mythe numéro 10, le bégaiement garantit une vie misérable. Sur ça, je fais référence à, à certains parents ou certaines familles qui paniquent euh, parce qu'ils s'aperçoivent que leur enfant bégait et donc, euh, euh, dans leur tête, euh, l'enfant est condamné à la misère, euh, à ne pas avoir d'amis, à ne pas avoir euh, de, bons, de bons résultats scolaires, il ne se mariera pas, il ne trouvera pas d'emploi, il va vivre de la pauvreté, du misérabilisme. J'ai juste envie de dire à ces parents-là, encore une fois, prenez une grande respiration et soyez zen. J'ai été tout récemment au congrès de la National Stuttering Association aux États-Unis. Et là-bas, j'ai rencontré plusieurs personnes qui bégaient et qui peuvent contredire à elles seules ce mythe-là. Des personnes qui ont de la joie de vivre, qui ont... Qui ont qui ont réussi dans leur vie, euh, qui ont fait des études, qui travaillent, qui ont une, une vie sociale. Donc, le bégaiement ne condamne pas à une vie misérable. Donc, euh, c'était la fin de ma première capsule francophone sur Stuttering et School. Il va peut-être avoir une deuxième partie euh, en scénarié. Et je vous remercie de m'avoir écouté. Donc, merci et à la prochaine!